Hey everybody, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap, episode number 79. Mm. This episode, we've got two albums we're going to talk about, the first of which was recommended by my dad over here. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Easter Sunday we're recording. Yeah, mm. and uh, you, Dana, how are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. Yeah, um, the first album we're going to talk about is one by, uh, well, I guess led by a uh, recently passed away uh, artist, tragically. Um, best known probably as the drummer for the Foo Fighters. But he did have a lot of other projects, uh, some solo albums, and an album with him as the lead, uh, but with, a, I guess, a whole band. It looks like a trio, judging from the cover. Um, called Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. Um, they, they came out with I think one album before this, like, a, yeah, uh, nine years before this, uh, called Red Light Fever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, they came out with this album that we're talking about today called Get the Money uh, in uh, November of 2019. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, tell us about why you picked this album, I guess. Yeah, I kind of started as, like, one of those rabbit hole kind of deals where I, uh, you know, after he passed away, I uh, I was thinking about, you know, like I, I feel like at least I like to stay topical sometimes, and when an artist, you know, tragically passes away, I kind of say, hey, you know, what did I think about this artist? And, you know, I'm not the biggest Foo Fighters fan. I like, I thought about, and I may still at some point do a, do one, there's one or two albums from them that I think are actually pretty good. And it was very early on. Um, I won't say which ones, but whatever. Um, but I started seeing, and I didn't really know. I had heard he'd done some solo stuff and some side project stuff. Um, it would have been even more fitting if I had... Uh, well, not more fitting, but you know, it would have been interesting if I had uh, not already... Um, um, what do you call it? Uh, put out the Jagged Little Pill. Because he was the drummer on that album, so uh, but yeah, we had already I had already recommended that. So um, so I started listening to some of his solo stuff and some of his stuff with this uh, Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders, which I think is a funny name. I thought that was pretty, you know, uh, funny and uh, cute. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if everyone knows that a Coattail Rider is like. Um, a name they use for someone that's, you know, using their own fame to do something else, to get some other notoriety. Um, or riding yeah. the coattails of someone more famous. Like, I used to probably talking about, you know, Dave Grohl, or just the band Foo Fighters in general. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny. So I listened to it. Um, I listened to both albums. I definitely liked this one better. Um, and I don't know, I liked it. It had a different, it had a different feel to it. I think he's a pretty good singer. Like, I was surprised at how good of a singer he was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much straight-up rock. Um, not in the same vein as Foo Fighters. Like, I feel Foo Fighters is pretty much straight-up rock, but they're a little more... Sometimes a little more commercial, sometimes a little heavier yeah. than this is. Um, so, yeah, there's that. It's different. It's definitely different than Foo Fighters. Um, while staying in the same regular rock kind of vein. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Um, I liked, uh, You're, ne- You're No Good at Life No More. I thought that was a pretty good, pretty good song. Uh, Queen of the Clowns I thought was really good. 
and I thought Shape of Things, the last song, was really good. Every I thought everything was decent, and I thought those couple songs though were really good. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hey, you know, um, let me, you know, recommend this album. It's something new to me. Might be new to the people out there. Might be new to the my two sons here. So you know, I thought it'd be an interesting uh, listen at the very least. Whether they wind up liking it or not, it's another story, and we'll find out. But um, so yeah, let's start with let's start with Dominic this time. What'd you think of uh, "Get the Money" by Taylor Hawkins and the Coat Riders? Coattail Riders. It was, it was decent. Uh, I'd say it surprised me a little bit. Maybe um, I didn't know what I was expecting. I was, ex- I think I was expecting something maybe a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was kind of acoustic. Like there was a lot of a uh, acoustic guitar, yeah, sort of rock songs on the album. Um, There's some like piano mm-hmm. songs like that. Uh, so yeah, it's from what I. Her, from what it seems, their other album was a bit heavier than this one. Yeah. But, yeah. uh... Yeah, this one seems a bit more relaxed, I guess. But either way, uh... Yeah, I liked... The first song was pretty good, Cross the Line. I didn't like, um... Don't Look at Me That Way. hmm Most of my problems on this album come from... Like, just the mix of the, like, instruments together. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of it comes off of, like, a little bit too airy. Sometimes. Okay. And uh, I think on some of the songs, Taylor Hawkins isn't vocally that strong. I think he's better than I guess I would have expected him to be. Mm-hmm. But um, he, he puts out on some of these tracks, but yeah, it's not the best on a lot of them. Um, I really, I liked, I liked You're No Good at Life No More. I liked I Really Blew It also. Mm-hmm. Um, Queen of the Clowns was okay. I liked the track Get the Money. A mm-hmm. lot. That was probably my favorite that song. That was good, there. too. Yeah, yeah. I kind of left that out. That was a good song. And uh, I don't think I liked See You in Hell very much. Mm-hmm. I remember not liking that or Kiss the Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Shapes of Things was okay, but overall, I didn't I didn't love the way it ended. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the first half was definitely stronger. But okay. Yeah, that's so is the. I feel like a lot of albums do that where they have a strong first part and then they sort of peter out towards the end, even good albums. Yeah. Or even like albums better than this one. I, I don't know. There's a weird noise coming from outside the window, I think, or inside oh, like this room, maybe. Yeah, it sounds like a bird. That was a bird, I just saw it fly by. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's not a. It's. I'd say it's a good album, it's a decent album. But uh, nothing too amazing. I'd probably give it like a C plus or a B minus. Okay. Somewhere around that area. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a very talented guy, though. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. Uh, seems like he touched a lot of other musicians. Yeah, he had a lot of big musician friends. Um, a lot of people, once he passed away, said he was just like the nicest guy and, you know, had his struggles, um, obviously with drugs, but... Um, yeah. You know, it's a, it's really a shame that he stayed clean for so long and then fell off the wagon again there at the end. It is impressive but, to be such a famous drummer in a band led by such a famous drummer. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, and I think you yeah. gotta be pretty damn good, and he was, even when Foo Fighters, or Dave Grohl in particular, uh, decided to, to take him on in the Foo Fighters, because obviously Dave Grohl's a very good drummer himself, and for you to be picked by one of... Uh, by, probably what's technically a legendary drummer yeah. um to be in his band where he's not playing drums is um is got to be something and yeah i mean if you listen to the drumming on um on a jagged little pill even it's pretty good 
Yeah. You know, so you could tell he was good, and he was just very loved backstage uh, by both Alanis Morissette's band, and uh, you know they toured with the four, with the Foo Fighters, and that's how him and Dave got to uh, got to meet and got to become friends. So um, you know that was like the whole history of that. So yeah. anyway, also I want to point out, like you were saying, how this album sounded much more chill than the first album. I think it's funny that they're all sitting in a sauna. Yeah. On the album cover, <laughs> that kind of uh, gives a maybe a hint. I don't know. That does sort of communicate. Yeah. Where it's coming from. Yeah. But and right. the other one is like a desert or something. Yeah, it's like a desert rock kind of. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there technically, but yeah, it's definitely more ominous at the very least. Um, yeah. Daniel, what'd you think about uh, "Get the Money" from Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders? I liked it. Um, it. It was kind of it was very different from the Foo Fighters, I think, and you know, with a lot of albums. Especially with albums like, oh, what, well, albums. What am I talking about? Artists with names like Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. You might expect something like similar to the music he was already playing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, this is very different. Very uh, little out there, but you know what music isn't mm. out uh, there in what way? Uh, yeah, it's just like a lot more. It felt like he- it felt like heavy, but with also being acoustic, mm-hmm. which is uh, it's a delicate balance. Mm-hmm. I'd say uh, it's a bit more raw than some of the Foo Fighters. Like I think, yeah. at least now, like I, th- I think a lot of their music is really overproduced in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta say, it's like for being one of the biggest bands in the world. I just yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the Foo Fighters. They're they're very, you know mediocre to me like not mediocre in talent like it's it's funny because there's sometimes i'll hear a foo fighter song and i'll be like i like this in a way like this is talented and it's it's got something but it also bores me and that always winds up being the case with me like i'll I'll like be like okay this is kind of good but it's also a little bit boring i don't think dave Grohl has those songwriting chops to, yeah, to make I think he like, did in the beginning. I just think I think he's petered out. I think they've done so much music since their beginnings that, and I'm surprised that guys like super veterans like Pat Smear in that band like don't step in and add more. I don't know if he does or doesn't, but like you know, Pat Smear's been around forever. Pat Smear's been around since the early '80s with the Germs. So like you hmm. know. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's burnt out, too. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Yeah, yeah. But, but. yeah, I also just think, you know, Dave Grohl has sort of been learning how to be, like, a singer-songwriter as he goes along. Um, which, you know... Yeah, but to me, he's not getting better. He's getting worse. Like, it's yeah. it's it's more I don't think cookie cutter is. now than it used to be. Like, their first couple albums were pretty good. I don't think in I the like beginning... Their, I like, well... I like their second album, I guess. Yeah. Which one one's Color and the Shape? Color and the Shape is their second. Yeah, that's the one I liked the their most. The first one was just self-titled, I think. Yeah. And unfortunately... Which was good, too, but... I think he's kind of hit, like, uh... Yeah. Like, he figured out something to do, which is fine. He figured out a niche, but he... He kind of never changes it up, which I think is my problem with the Foo Fighters. Like... Mm-hmm. You need to sort of switch it up and do something different every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is very different than that. Um, uh, yeah, I like um, Cross the Line. I really blew it. Uh, Queen of the Clowns, See You in Hell. 
I was... You like See You Now? See, me and Dominic dislike that. You like, oh. you like that song? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's like, out of the ones I just said, it's probably my least favorite, but yeah, I do like it. Okay. I like, I think my favorite song was, uh, I Really Blew It. Okay. Um, and I th- I'd say my least favorite was, not for any particular reason, not because it's bad. I don't think there's a bad song on this album, personally. Mm-hmm. I think the whole thing, all the way through, is really solid. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there's a fantastic song on it, either. Mm-hmm. But, um... I'd say the the least memorable, or least good in my opinion, is probably the last one, Shapes of Things. Really? I like that song. But yeah. Okay. I just, it just wasn't very memorable to me. Um, and it might have just been that I was coming near the end of the album, so maybe I was a little burnt out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that one just kind of washed over me. Uh, not really, like, leaving any big impact. Um... And it was kind of a, it's kind of like a, like a soft ending. Hmm. Um, seemed like kind of anticlimactic. Um, right, right. For where the album was building to. But yeah, I just think overall this is a very good album. He was obviously, you know, he obviously took much, I know this is his second album, but still, he obviously took much easier to the song writing and singing part. I don't think he's like a fantastic singer. And in, in, in fact, I actually think Dave Grohl might be a better singer than him on yeah. certain parts. Yeah. But I think Dave Grohl I, is probably... Dave Grohl is actually a good rock singer. Like, I have no issues with his singing, I don't think. I find him kind of boring as a frontman. It sometimes. can be. Yeah, it can be. I, but I think I, I probably enjoyed this more, and I don't I don't remember if I listened to the whole last Foo Fighters album, but I think I enjoy this more than that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the last Foo Fighters album was. Yeah, me neither. I think it was Medicine at Midnight. Yeah, I kind of lost track of a but lot of what they, they come did. out with an album every two years, and it just flies past me. The last I thing I remember them doing that I thought was decent, and I'm not going to remember the name of the song, so I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. But it was a it was a big hit for them, like three, four, five years ago, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, that was the last song I remember hearing from them where I was like, this is decent. It was kind of a dark, heavier song, actually, but I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, it's a song? Yeah, it was a song, not an album. I don't remember that. I'm okay. never going to remember the album. But anyway, so, uh, all right, so what what would you give this as a grade? Probably like a B. Um, B? Okay. Nothing like super tremendous, but yeah, like, yeah it's a good album. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it on a level where I was like, this is a nice thing to remember him by. Like, it's something I didn't know about, so it's, you know, um, it's new and interesting. But, yeah, it didn't blow me away either. It was just like, this is pretty good. And, you know, maybe if he would have explored this more as his life went on, you know, it would have gotten even better. Who knows? But, unfortunately, that didn't happen. But, um, anyway. The last right. album was in 2021, and, yeah, yeah. it was Medicine at Midnight. They actually yeah. don't release albums very often. I mean, like, it was four years between that and their last album, and then, like, three-ish years. I don't know this for sure, but I assume they're probably not going to release any more music. I don't mm, I don't know about I don't that. Know. I think they might. I don't yeah. see what the point People have gone on without, like, other drummers before. They already, they already I mean, went Metallica. to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and 
Just I mean, like, he could he could just retire, but he doesn't seem like he wants to. Like every time I hear him talk <clears throat> about something, he's like, he may decide to yeah, to I, fold up Foo Fighters <laughs> and you know become one of those guys that puts either puts out a solo album yeah. or puts out or starts working with other bands like he's always yeah. done. You he know, should, he does. He's. I actually him. find him way more interesting when he does work with other people than he does with the Foo Fighters. Yeah, he should. He should become like a producer, like other musicians do. He, yeah, he could. He could. Yeah. Um. But yeah, anyway, yeah, I yeah, I thought this album was pretty good. Good, Be good. Great. So the next album we got up is uh, was presented by Mr. Dominic over here, and that was by uh, the 2013 release by Chief Keef uh, called Almighty So, and I love saying Chief Keef, and I'll leave it, it at that. Very, it is very satisfying. It's very satisfying to say, but, uh, yeah, why don't you give us the background on this one a little bit, uh, out of his, uh, 600 albums. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I think this is, like, one of the, I, he probably released, like, a, a few albums before this. Yeah, it was he definitely, definitely released, uh, Finally Rich, which was like a, uh, his big breakout album. Um, that was in like 2012, I think. Um, but he, I think he had probably had a lot of mixtapes out before this. I don't think they're all on Spotify. But uh, yeah, this was his, this came out after Finally Rich. Finally Rich had a lot of hits on it, and I think, I think that's a very good album too. Um, but it uh, it's it's a bit more like commercial, and produced, and it was produced. I think that album was produced by Kanye West. This album, not so much. This album was just produced. Uh, I think it was produced by a few different people. Um, but it was a lot of it was produced by Chief Keef himself. I think, who was I think like seventeen, sixteen, seventeen when this album came out. Wow. Um. Yeah. He would have been, he would have been, he was born in August 1995, so he would have been like, yes, 18. 18 when this album came out. So yeah, he was around 17 when his first album came out, and 16 when it was recorded. So yeah, it, it's he, he was very young when he started, and Kanye West put him on one of his albums, but uh... I think he's very influential in the rap game. I think that I'm not gonna say he's like super talented or anything, because it's. I think a lot of his success was kind of circumstantial, but I think he did create some really good music, and um, uh, I just really like this album, and I wanted to put it out there because I thought it would be funny. But you thought uh, it'd be funny. Well, I didn't think that you guys would like it. <laughs> I like it either way. I don't think I've ever. Put out an album recommended that I I don't like. I think I've put out ones that I knew you guys wouldn't like, or I thought there was a good chance that you guys wouldn't like it. Oh no, actually, I did recommend Pinkerton, which is an album that I really hate. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, I was gonna uh, say I, I that, thought there was one or even two, but other than that, I don't think there's an album I put out that I dislike. Just this album, I have a hard time like defending it. I guess like. If you like it, you don't like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Um, but I just thought it would be fun to put out there. Not exactly funny, but you know. And he's a he's a funny rapper, and it, he um, there's like a lot of humor on this album, anyways. But uh, like he doesn't take himself too seriously. 
But, uh, yeah, he's put out a lot of music since then that I just don't know what's happening. Like, I haven't even listened to most of it. He put out an album last year that I did listen to, It was and it was decent. But, um, yeah, I don't think anything really matches the energy that he brought here and on a lot of his, like, early mixtapes. There are other mixtapes that he made around this time that I like, too. And I, I said I like Finally Rich, but, um... Yeah, I don't think any of those compare to the energy of this album anyways. And this is probably my favorite by him, so... I'll go to Daniel first. What did you think about this uh, Almighty Cell? I wasn't really a fan of this. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard Chief Keef before because he just seemed like one of those... Uh, rappers that was kind of purposefully annoying. Like, uh... Like Cardi. Um, I hate to tell you this. I don't think either of those people are purposefully annoying. I mean, you can say that they're annoying to you, but I don't think they're truly trying to be annoying. I yeah. I mean, that's probably true. But I, I hope they're trying to be purposefully annoying. Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, this this album was fine. There was nothing technically wrong with it. It just kind of kind of annoyed me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I like the song "In Love with the Guap," mm -hmm. even though that's that song that's is a classic. ridiculous. That's a classic. It was like ridiculous in a good way. It's one of those songs that's just like, okay, I know this song is kind of not technically good, but I I enjoy my time listening to it. Well, I don't know what. What do you mean, like? Like what is technically good? Technically good is like he's rapping well. I enjoy the beat. Just because. I mean, what's it called? Taylor Hawkins wasn't rapping on that album, and it was still good. Well, I mean, this is a rap album, though. I mean, it's a hip hop album. He's he's rapping. Okay. Um. Okay. Like yeah. Like doesn't I don't... necessarily mean he's laying down like amazing. You know. Like, I don't know, verse structures. It's not something I would recommend uh, to anyone, but it's certainly something, something that, that I that enjoy. I it's certainly something that I like. I, I like that song. I, I do like, um... You like Travis, you like Travis Scott. Do you think Travis Scott is, like, an amazing rapper in terms of... I think he's a pretty good uh, rapper, yeah. I don't think so. He's I think Travis, a Travis Scott is a lot more about the vibe, you know? Uh-uh. And about the production. That's probably true, but he's definitely That's what a people like Travis Scott for. It's that psychedelic trap beats, you know? And his beats are definitely better than whatever he had yeah. Chief Keef had on this. You could you could say that. I don't, I don't like think comparing he's... two rappers to each other. I, I guess I compared him to Cardi. Yeah. But they're, he's not the same as Cardi. They're not the same. Yeah. I think those are, there's two rappers you don't like. They're different, yeah. The, they, the things I don't like about them are similar. Um, but, yeah, no, they're different, and so is Travis Scott and Chief Keith. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked um, Blew My High, too. Yeah. That's another song that's just like, I don't... It's not, like, an amazing song, but I enjoy listening to it. What'd you think about Ape Shit? Huh? I didn't like no? Ape Shit. What do you mean? It's just... Uh, it's explain yourself. <laughs> I don't know how to explain myself. It's just not. I just didn't. What about a uh, baby? What's wrong with you? 
that song, it seemed kind of whiny. That's why I didn't like that song. I don't know what you're talking about. I almost I think you just don't understand what music is. I almost really didn't want to listen to it after I heard the title. I don't think this is a bad album by any stretch of the imagination. I just think like <laughs> not by any stretch of the imagination. N- you know what? This is a terrible album. I actually don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think this is a fine album. I think. I think if I were to make an album right now, it'd probably be a lot like this. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it's just I like can see that. it's like a teenager making rap music. It Which is, he yeah. was. He's yeah, he was. He's better I just than think that a lot of he's better than a lot of rappers were at his age. Um, yeah, but that's yeah, why I struggle to. It's hard to know first of all how much. It, input he had on a lot of this because a lot of producers were working with him but also i think he did have a lot of input on it and i think if he produced all of this music i think that does make him very talented yeah i don't think he's an especially talented rapper at least in terms of like clever bars i think he has a lot of funny funny lines and a lot of quotable lines no other rapper could write i'm a I'm a I'm a gorilla in a fucking coop finna pull up to the zoo. You know? I I know a few rappers who could have also wrote, wrote that. Line. Like who? Dan? I thought it was a Cardi line when you first told it to me. That's not something Cardi would say. Is it? Is it not? It's 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 not. What does that have to <laughs> do with being? What does bitch. that have to do with being bisexual, Daniel? <laughs> Uh, no, that's something Cardi would have written. No, I don't. I disagree. Cardi's pen game is completely different. You're... You don't understand. You're psycho. Um, I... (laughs) I'm having such a hard time grading this album. Um, it's... I, I know the grade already. It's just like talking about it is really hard. What is your grade? Uh, C. That's that's better than I thought you were gonna say. Uh, no, I don't. I I don't like it. It's not my thing. Um, Playboy Cardi shouldn't be anybody's thing. Um, but <laughs> what does Playboy Cardi have to do with this album? That he wasn't just, even around. Well, he probably so was around. That's my benchmark for terrible rap music. That. Yes. What about, like, Tom McDonald? I haven't heard of Tom McDonald. Or, like... (laughs) Him and Machine Gun Kelly. I was gonna say Machine Gun Kelly, but But he doesn't make rap music. Yeah, I think this is, like, very specific. Like, you have to... Maybe Maybe it has to grow on me. It's just right now I don't like it. Machine Gun Kelly, when he was a rapper, he was, like, exactly like Tom McDonald, except he was less of a racist. Like, a little bit less of a racist. Okay. Let's stop talking about Machine Gun Kelly, because it's gonna make me angry. He has as much to do with this album as Playboy Cardi does. Okay, then let's stop talking about both of them. I'm trying to give my synopsis. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Almighty So by Chief. I think, yeah, I think this is an acquired taste. Oh, for sure. Like how words I, which is words I hate to like say. Like how fine wine is an acquired taste. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. That's how it's aged too. It's for the record. It's a very 2013 album. It's probably better now than it was back then. It's a very 2013 album. 
It's very if I were to album. if I were to dis, if I were to distill the year twenty twenty three into twenty not twenty twenty three, if I were to distill the year twenty thirteen into an album, yeah, this you're right is, the first time. No, you're distracting me. Um, All right, just move along. Come on. Uh, yeah, it's a C. <laughs> I'm done here. I quit. <laughs> Solid. What did you think about it, Dad? Um. Not a fan. I know you were probably yes. expecting that from me. Call yourself Sometimes a music I like fans. to. <laughs> sometimes you know I, I'm I'm hoping to be um, surprised at you know how much I like certain stuff that I don't you know exactly expect to like, and you've done that many times over the last year and a half, two years. Yeah. Um, but this just wasn't one of them. Not terrible. I would not put it in the terrible category. I just, for me, and again, this is personal taste. I understand that. And I understand I'm an old man, too. I get that. So with those two things being said, it's a little too busy for me. Yeah, that's a good word. It doesn't distinguish itself enough as far as, like, here's the beat and and here's the vocal and here's the background track. Like, to me, it just, at times, not all the time, but at times it gets to be too busy. And the other thing about it is, and this this probably sounds funny coming from a heavy metal fan, although I do tend to like more heavy metal. You can understand that you than you can't. But I don't understand what he's saying most of the time. Like I just don't. I can't decipher the words. Um. So that is a problem for me sometimes. Sometimes I can. It. I'll tell you this much. Here's what I can tell you. There were two tracks on this album I actually did like. Mm-hmm. Like, not love. But they were de- they were definitely the best two tracks on this album. And that was Honchos. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, the one you were talking about before, Baby, What's Wrong With You? Mm. That was kind of... That was interesting, kind of funny, kind of... Uh, interesting is probably the best way to describe it. You know, like, Blue My High. I don't remember loving that, no, and I don't remember why, so it's hard to say, but I just don't remember that grabbing me on, on the radar at all, saying, you know, this no. was a better song than anything else. Probably Ape Shit and Blue My Hair, <clears throat> like the two, I guess, most popular songs on this album. Definitely most quoted songs on this album. Right. I, I didn't like Ape Shit, and again, you know, without me writing down the specific reasons why I didn't like it, I don't know, but I didn't like it. Like, the first three songs, I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. But definitely Huncho's. I think there was, like, that three-song Huncho's and Love with the Guap and, and Young Rambo's that were, like, kind of good. Huncho's was definitely better than all, all of them. But mm-hmm. um, that three-song set was, like, better than the rest of the album Yeah. to me. Except for Baby, What's Wrong With You? That was pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to uh, land on a C on this, too. Um, I think I would like to hear him. Like you said, he didn't bring the same energy on the last album you heard from him in 20-whatever that was, 19, you said? No, he, he did. He brought a very... Well... But I almost think that's a good thing. He he seems older. <laughs> yeah. But uh, And he is. What is he, old? But... 28 now? 26. 26? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he might be turning older soon. Yeah, he would be turning... No, he would... Yeah, he would be turning 27 this year. So... Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I mean, I would be mildly interested to hear him, hear his newer stuff, just to see if it kind of worked itself out a little bit to where it... Because yeah. I think he's talented. Like, he raps well as far as flow. I just... He has a good energy. Yeah, he, yeah, he does. He does have a good energy. It's just, to me, it's unfortunate that the background production doesn't doesn't help him. It kind of hinders him. That's why when you say production and stuff like that, I'm not really on board with that because my quality of production maybe was fine, but I don't think it was put together very well to make yeah. him stand out, to make him, to make all, not just him, like to make all the pieces stand out on their own. And that's a challenge with any, like literally any music is to make what needs to stand out stand out and what needs to be background background so that it works in harmony. And I don't think that was achieved on this album, um, which was one of my, yeah, one of my original, original things I said was a problem with it for me. Mm -hmm. it, it's a little too busy and it's a little too, to me, chaotically produced. I know chaotic yeah. and busy are kind of the same thing, but... I um, so, yeah, that's my thought. But, yeah. I mean, definitely deserves a C. And like I said, I'd, I'd be mildly interested to hear maybe some of his newer stuff to see if any of that in my head, in my to my listening ears, like smooths itself out a little bit. It's possible. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's pro it, I think his new album is probably less busy. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to say. I think he probably brings like a similar energy, similar lyrics. Right. But, uh... Yeah, I'd say it's probably a bit cleaner, um, but I like I like the busyness of this album personally, and the the chaotic energy. Mm -hmm. I think that's sort of a, works to its benefit a lot of the time. But yeah, I mean you you did a better job of Daniel explaining it. So <laughs> I got a little bit a little bit more experience. Yeah, but you know. All right, so uh, are we? Where are we on? He recommends next week. Next week, okay. Just, We're all messed up because we just, keep skipping. Yeah, we skip weeks sometimes. Um, so yeah, this week, what uh, you ready for yours? Um, I am. Hey, Daniel. A second, Daniel, give me, give me, tell me one or two. two. <laughs> okay. Yes, I have mine. Okay, you want to go first? Um. Yes, this album is an album from 2022. Uh. By a band, I don't think either of you have heard of them. It, uh, called Big Thief. Um, it rhymes with Chief Keef. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Big Thief. They're 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 normally like a folk band, I guess. I feel like I have heard they of have, them. Yeah, um, I like a lot of their albums. Their their twenty six uh, twenty sixteen I think album uh, called Masterpiece. Yeah, twenty sixteen called Masterpiece I really love. Their album since then, they, they incorporated more like, um, I guess, dr like dreamy, psychedelic music on one of them, um, which I didn't really love that album. But uh, yeah, they took a break for a little while. The singer Adrian Linker put out an album of her own, which I really loved. That was just straight up like folk music. But this album... This album is sort of folk rock-ish, uh, some country in there, like Americana. 
I feel like stuff. I've seen them. I don't know if I've ever heard yeah. them, but I feel like so, I've seen their name a lot around, like on the, uh, what do you call it, like, like on the summer festival circuit. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, some, some like more straight up rock songs on here. So yeah, uh, their album, okay, I'm going to have to send this to you, but Dragon New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You is oh, the name Lord. of it. Wow. You have to say that again. <laughs> it definitely said that. New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You. No punctuation in there. I don't really know what it means. Mm. Um, I think it's just a, like a jumble of like ideas. They, I I saw, I looked it up one time and I forget what it is. Did they just like type in a word and then they just got all the next words that are recommended by kinda, autocorrect after that? Kind of sounds like that. Um... Okay, it's, well, yes. we'll, yeah, we'll get that um, sent out so we don't mess up the title. Nobody, I don't think, I can't find an explanation for why it's called that, really. Um, it seems like, I knew she alluded to it, like, there was a, a line on one of her solo songs that said something about Dragon in the New Warm Mountain, but, uh, yeah, I don't know what it actually means. Okay. But, cool. uh, yeah, yes, definitely. very, very long, well, sort of long, like 80 minutes, an hour, 20 minutes. Um, but I think it's very good. The other album I was going to recommend is also very long, probably longer. Oh, okay. But, um, so either way, we were fucked this week. Yes, that's why I, <laughs> I just told Daniel, um, to pick one. Yeah. Did I pick the shorter one? Yes. Yes. <laughs> just by like 10 minutes, though, I think. The other one was like an hour and a half. But, uh, it was a lot older, but I'll recommend that probably next after the like three recommendation one. Yeah. But, so. Uh, yeah. What's your? All right. So um, I'm glad I picked this album because it's only it's less than forty minutes long. Mm. So it'll help uh, alleviate some of the you know the the length of, uh, of of Dominic's pick this week. So I'm pretty sure, unless you guys have ever looked into this a little further, which I didn't think you did, but who knows, more Dominic than I would think anyone, because I know he likes one of the artists on this album. But kind of started, and it's so it's so weird that like 30 years after he started to become famous, I'm like really getting into his stuff, and it's not the stuff he got famous for that much. It's like the newer stuff he's done. This isn't super new. This is like 12 years old. So this album is by a band called Street Sweeper Social Club. And what that is is a one-off album that was done by Tom Morello and uh, a guy named Boots Riley, who was like a social activist. He was, for a short time, the singer of a band called The Clouts in the 90s. Um, They put out an album together. They're actually, I think the other people that play instruments on this album are also semi-famous, but I don't remember who they are. Um, And I discovered this album. It's from 2009, and it's the only album they did together. Um, and I just, it's it's good. Like, uh-huh. it's so funny, because I don't, like, I think I, Rage Against the Machine, to me, was pretty good. I wasn't as huge of a fan as, of Rage Against the Machine as other people were, but they're pretty good. Um, I did not like Audio Slave, and that's so weird, because I love Tom Morello, and I love Chris Cornell, but I just did not like that project. I to me, and I've said this before, I think, Chris Cornell sounded bored making those albums. <laughs> Audio Slave? Audio Slave. I don't know. I, people have disagreed with me on that. 
and that's fine. Again, it's all personal taste. And they weren't terrible, but they I just I didn't think they were as good as everyone was making them out to be. I love a lot of the new stuff that Tom Morello's doing, those solo albums he put out with all those special guests on it. I like those a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, kind of doing a deep dive on Tom Morello, I discovered this, and it's, it's so good. It's kind of... It's kind of a throwback a little bit to, like, uh, 60s protest kind of stuff, obviously. You know, Tom Morello, very into that type of thing. Uh, Boots Riley is, like, he's termed now as, as as a communist activist. Yes. And social commentator and this and that. He's done music a little bit, but he's more known. And he actually makes films, too. Made, yeah, I've watched one. Uh, sorry to bother you. Yeah, that's the only film he's actually come out with. He's got one coming out they said yeah i love i love sorry to bother you yeah um but yeah and i knew i actually love the the coup yeah um i was thinking about recommending one of their out al- the album their album steal this album mm-hmm. um i really love that which album. was funny because it made some type of music news because i think that came out the same time that system of a down came out with the steal your album steal this album album <laughs> I think they came out with that album a few years later, but yeah. Well, yeah, uh, but they were just like, it yeah, was like a thing was... like, hey, someone else already had this title. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh, Street Sweeper Social Club, a self-titled album mm-hmm. uh, from 2009 is my pick this week. Very metal cover right there. Huh? Very metal cover. Very metal That's cover, right. yeah, yeah, true. The t- turrets or whatever coming out of the um, boombox boom speakers. Box. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. Cool. Give it a listen. I, I I guess I'm giving it away, but I loved it. I thought it was beginning to end almost really good and interesting. Yeah. So, so yeah. Listen to... Uh, I'm going to send these albums to both of you. But um, listen to Street Sweeper Social Club by Sweet Streeper Social Club and Dragon... Sweet Sweeper? Sweets... Street Sweeper. Street Sweeper. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, Sweet Streeper... <laughs> <laughs> Street Sweeper Social Club. There you go. Self-titled. Yeah, just go with self-titled. <laughs> Dragon New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You by uh, Big Thief. I think that was a Mad Lib or something. <laughs> it probably means something. Like, no, it does. I'm just making a joke. I don't I don't really know. She has a lot of very cryptic lyrics a mm-hmm. lot of the time. She almost well, maybe I'll talk about this next. She she almost reminds me of Bob Dylan, uh, sometimes mm. the way she sings, especially when she's on more like, I guess like folk rock songs mm. and like drum driven songs. She mm. reminds me a lot of Bob of uh, Bob Dylan, the way she sings. She kind of strains her voice in that sort of yodely way mm. that Bob Dylan does. Um, I like her a lot. She's one of my like favorite recent song songwriters. But yeah, um, we'll see you guys next week. See you next week.